Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. It is currently 135 in Edmonton. Cam Moon is here. Jack Michaels is going to join us via the phone on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. So, too, is Reed Wilkins. It's that time. Brendan Escott back at the studio as well. Playoff prediction time. This is Oilers Now. We tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Four now in Calgary as well. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We welcome in Jack Michaels, who will be calling tonight's game on the Oilers Radio Network. Hello, Jack. How you doing? I'm ready to roll, bud. All right. You have first tack and first whack at it, so get after it. It's the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. Give me 45 uh, seconds on uh, the series and your prediction. Well, for this one, I tried not And I imagine that if the LA Kings played their best, mostly... Unbelievable. Well, that's a fine. Jack, we're going to have to get you recalibrated because you're kicking in and out. I don't know where you are right now. Uh, How are we now? Now we're fine. Okay, go. So what I was going to say is I'm not going to overthink this one. In close games, Edmonton has been good all year, and that's because the Oilers have been patient and not try to force things that aren't there. There's going to be a lot of things when you play L.A. that aren't there. Edmonton will be patient will wait, and because of their higher-end elite talent and their, in my opinion, advantage in depth, they will take advantage of the few scoring chances in this series that will present themselves Edmonton in five. Reed Wilkins, you're on the clock. Well, I think that we've seen an Oilers team that's really grown a lot over the last two or three months. They had that long stretch earlier in the season when they gave up the first goal almost every game, and that got to feel like a really big goal. And even being down one nothing, felt like it was a huge hill to climb. It doesn't feel that way for the team anymore. They are more resilient. They Their depth players contribute more. They've been more empowered, and obviously they're getting better goaltending. I do think L.A. is going to be very tough. Uh, I know a lot is made of Doughty being out. I think Jersey on the back end is going to be a bit of a revelation in this series. Ultimately, I just think the Oilers have too much high-end talent, and I pick the Oilers in six. 
Cam Moon. All right. I, I think the experience of uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, being here the last couple of years, things hadn't gone their way. Uh, they seem incredibly dedicated to having success in the postseason, having the experience of Duncan Keith on the back end, the fact that the team is rolling 19-4-2 in their last 25. Mike Smith has been outstanding. He has to be a big key for Edmonton. But I like the way they look. I like the way they're playing right now, and I think they take it in five. All right. Uh, we go to Brendan Escott. You got the call. The Oilers in L.A. What do you got? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got the Oilers over L.A. in five games. I don't think that the the lack of experience, I guess, on L.A.'s back end is something I think is really going to get exploited. And uh, it's no longer Edmonton as the inexperienced team. You talk about the, the determination they all seem to have. And Jay Woodcroft has really got them all pulling on the same rope, needless to say. So they're peaking at the right time of year. They've got the kind of players who can either absorb or dish out the physicality. And I think they'll be able to overpower. Power LA. All right. Uh, well, my turn. And it's funny, I had this conversation with Jason Greger today. He pointed out that the Kings went 6 14 and 2 against uh, the other Western Conference playoff teams. By far the worst mark head to head. The Kings capitalized, uh, they're a very good road team. Uh, they, they ended up going uh, 23 11 and 7 on the road this year. I, I, and I, I brought up that number. On the right side, if they go Dersey, Roy, and Spence for tonight's game, zero games of playoff experience. Uh, you know what? Uh, rookies, and they got two of them in Dersey and Spence. They occasionally make mistakes. Those kids can both move, move the puck. I think Edmonton will win in six. The numbers would suggest the Oilers would win in five. But I just uh, I, I want to see Edmonton get through this, so I'll say six games. We now switch focus to the other three. Western Conference matchups, and we're going to throw a curveball and start Reed Wilkins off first and give us uh, your thoughts on Colorado, Nashville, Calgary, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis. Well, Colorado's vastly superior to Nashville, especially with the questions in net for the Predators. I'm taking the Avs in four. Uh, I am taking Minnesota over St. Louis in seven, which I think has the potential to be an epic series and it was a bit of a coin flip, but I'm just, I think Minnesota can crank it up just a little bit higher than the blues and maybe their goaltending is going to stand a little bit taller. Calgary, Dallas, waste of eight days, flame sweep it. Wow. Uh, Cam. All right. Uh, and I will start with Calgary, Dallas. I also agree with the, a sweep. Uh, the, Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm is going to be way too much. I think for Dallas, uh, Jacob Markstrom, uh, after having a tough year, a season ago, he is uh, right in line where he needs to be. So I got Calgary in four. I got Colorado in four over Nashville. Just too much, too soon. I don't see Nashville, and especially uh, UC Saros being out of the lineup. That uh, That's pretty tough. St. Louis and Minnesota, I think it's going to be a very uh, exciting series. I, I'm going to lean to Minnesota. Minnesota in seven. Marc-Andre Fleury uh, kind of puts them over the top. And what a great season by uh, Kaprizov. Jack Michaels. I'm going to take Dallas in seven. I you just believe, beca- hey, well, you just became the most popular guy in Edmonton right now. Way to I go! I believe the Stars have been working on a thin margin for error all season long, and it will pay dividends for them in the playoffs. Plus, their players know this is probably the last go around for this group, maybe even including the coach. I think they'll rally and channel some of what worked for them in the buzz- bubble. Colorado, Nashville. I I think Nashville will give Colorado some trouble simply because it's the Central Division. I mean, I believe I'm the only panelist here that had 
five teams in the Central making it. You it's did. a division where nothing comes easy, and I think Colorado wins the series in six, but it'll be closer than a lot of people believe. And then I'm going to go San Luis in seven. As you guys rightfully point out, it's basically a crapshoot. But I think the Blues, top to bottom, may have the strongest four lines in the Western Conference. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Brendan? Yeah, I'm going to go with the other guys on that sweep. I think that Calgary is, I mean, what they demonstrated physically in that second to last regular season game against Nashville, uh, I think it's just going to be absolutely overwhelming. Minnesota in the coin flip series, basically both teams kind of built for that playoff brand of hockey, but I like the the emergence of Marcus Foligno as, you know, a really um, emotional and uh, contributor kind of player there for Minnesota. We'll see, I guess, you know, goaltending really ruined the call. Colorado-Nashville thing, didn't it? Because if UC Soros was there for Nashville, maybe you see a game or two, but I don't think uh, Colorado's going to seed one. 4 nothing sweep there. If UC Soros is there for Nashville, they might be playing Calgary right now because I don't know if they uh, blow a 4 nothing lead against Arizona. All right, I got Colorado and 5 over Nashville. Uh, I think Colorado's real good. I concur a little bit uh, with Jack Michaels. I don't think it's going to be a walkover for the Calgary Flames against Dallas. Dallas has veteran experience, moxie. I also don't think they're going to be physically intimidated uh, against uh, the uh, – Calgary does have a big, tough team. But Dallas has got a captain like Jamie Benn who doesn't take any crap out the ice, too. And he might just turn around and, uh, you know, grab a guy like Matthew Kachuk and say that stands. And conversely, the other Stars players – they're not going to, you know what, if, if Lucic and Gabranson run around, they're just going to run guys like Goodrow. And the one thing I'll warn Flames fans about, that they got a great first line. Unbelievable first line. Huge season this year. They played 87% of their time together. What happens beyond that? And they've got Bunchipani had a good year. Uh, you know, they get to Foley. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and then Minnesota, I think Minnesota-St. Louis is going to be awesome. But I'm going to take Minnesota, even though the numbers, St. Louis went 3-0 and against Minnesota this season. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. And I like the combination in goal. When we come back, our uh, ace panel will have the Eastern Conference picks. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 144 at Edmonton. <laughs> Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Zach. Let's go to the This Day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Again, if you're looking to join the Oilers on the road for games three and four for the playoffs in Los Angeles, call now or visit newwesttravel.com. They've got uh, direct flights up and back, three nights in the hotel, all that fun stuff. We go back to the state, 1998. I was there. Game six, Edmonton and Colorado. Here's Brennan Escott. Curtis Joseph pitching a 31-save shutout to lead the Oilers past the Avalanche 2-0. It forced Game 7 in their uh, first-round series. Drake Barahowski scored the game-winner uh, 3-10 into the game, while Doug Waite assisted on both goals. Colorado team uh, had four future Hall of Famers, including 37-year-old Yari Curry. It was awesome. Grant, uh, Grant Fear, great Oilers goaltender Cujo was locked in and outdueled Patrick Waugh. All right, to the Eastern Conference we go with our predictions. We got Brendan Escott, we got Jack Michaels, we got Cam Moon, we got 
uh, Reed Wilkins and myself. And actually, Brendan, we're going to start with you in the East. Uh, each guy will take about 15 seconds on each series. Well, I'm excited to watch Florida. I see what they do with all their acquisitions in this postseason. I've got them beating Washington in six games. I think goaltending is going to go the 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 way of the, the Panthers. Uh, wow, what a series we've got between Tampa Bay and Toronto. I saw the last couple of games uh, toward the end of the regular season there. Leafs dressed a physical lineup for this one, so if only to set the uh, the tone in game one, it should uh, it should be excellent. Boston over Carolina. Who are you taking? Who are you oh, taking? Sorry, I've got uh, Tampa over Toronto in uh, seven games. I, it's to me like you're not going to uh, win with, with the kind of defense Toronto has right now. I think they'll okay. get beat up a little bit. Boston over Carolina in seven games. I had to take one underdog somewhere along the line here, uh, and the Bruins have the experience factor. And the Rangers over Pittsburgh in what I'm calling the Eastern Conference coin flip series. If they get Jari back for uh, either game two or three, I know he's not playing the first game, uh, they'll be in a lot better shape. Jack Michaels, you have 45 seconds, four series, go. Well, in the East, I'm going to take for a change, and I think it's the injuries and goal. I've got to take the Rangers over the Penguins, albeit somewhat reluctantly. Pittsburgh would have been my pick had Jari been healthy. He was an all-star this year. But I can't, in good conscience, take away what New York has done this season. And they've got a guy behind the bench in which I believe a great deal, Gerard Gallant. I think Boston beats Carolina. Bruins have had their number to begin with. They've come together at the right time. Sure, there's questions in Boston's net in terms of proven playoff performers, but what's Carolina going to do in that? We don't really know and what that might look like long-term. I'm worried for Carolina, and really, the Hurricanes are now in danger of kind of being a team like Colorado that's won a lot but hasn't won when it really matters. I like the Bruins in an upset there. They'll win that series in seven games. Tampa beats Toronto, I'm going to say, in five games. I just They're the champions. Uh, they're the champions until proven otherwise. I think Washington is running on fumes, quite honestly. Florida has flaws. If Pittsburgh was healthy, had a healthy jarring with the matchup, I might be inclined to take the upset there, but not Washington. I think Florida wins that series in five. All right, we go to Reed Wilkins. Well, I'll agree with Jack that uh, Florida will beat Washington in five. I just think they got uh, they got too much. I think Carolina is going to totally control the series against Boston, quite frankly. I know there's a little bit of question marks about the Hurricanes' health and goal, but uh, I, I believe the scores in the three games in the regular season were 16-1 in favor of Carolina against Boston. I got the Hurricanes in five. I didn't like the way the Penguins finished the season. They didn't have a very good April, and plus they have the uh, the issue with Jari and Nett. Uh, the Rangers will control that series in five. I think Tampa Bay and Toronto is going to be a really close series. I think the Leafs are going to play them really tough, but when I look at it, Tampa Bay's got the best goaltender in the series, and they got the best defenseman in the series. I'll give it to the Lightning in seven. Camoon. All right. I got uh, Florida Panthers in five over Washington. The goaltending tandem of Sam Sonoff and Vanacek doesn't get me too excited with Washington and uh, Florida. There's there's just too much there. Uh, Tampa at uh, Toronto. I got Tampa in six. Uh, they are the champs. They've got the experience. They got the best goalie, just like Reed said. So absolutely. Uh, on Tampa 
over Toronto. Uh, Carolina and Boston, I think it's going to be a great series. I, I think it's going to go the distance, and I got Carolina winning it. Uh, best goals against in the entire league over the course of the year, and, and I think they'll be able to squeeze by. In Pittsburgh, without Tristan Jari and Jack had said it, that that's a, a damper. They're not playing great right now. No. Nope. And the Rangers, are, yeah, they, they've got a good they got a good club, and Shesterkin's been great in goal. I got them in five. All right, I'll make it quick. Uh, I got Florida in five over Washington, concerned about Washington's goal position. Uh, Casey DeSmith is not Tristan Jari. Penguins limped home. Rangers in five. Carolina in seven over Boston. Going to be a battle. And uh, Tampa for me. Goaltending, experience, know-how, and more heat on the Maple Leafs. Tampa in six. Fifteen seconds, Cam Moon. Do you have a wild card for the Oilers in the playoffs? A wild card player. This yes. is what we're talking about? Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's going to be important that they're really good on the back end. I think Cody Cece can be that guy. All right. We go to Reed Wilkins. Wild card player, Reed, 15 seconds. Well, he's shown late in the season he can jump up and play more minutes. He's proven he can be versatile, has a little bit of experience from last year's playoffs. Brett Kulak. We go to Jack Michaels. I think it's got to be Ryan McLeod. I mean, I, you know, I've been on Ryan McLeod's train for a while. I think he's a versatile player who touches all aspects of the game, second power play unit on the penalty kill, can play either wing, can move up, can move down, can play center, can take draws, can win draws when it matters, and has elite speed, as in McDavid-esque speed. Ryan McLeod, if he turns in, a good playoff performance, it'll mean Edmonton goes deep. We go for the uh, well. The final word before I wrap the show up, here's Brendan Escott. Who do you got? Yeah, Kyler Yamamoto, he goes through his, his hot and cold streaks, as we know. I think he heats up. This is his kind of hockey that's going to get played. I think he's a big contributor in the secondary scoring. And I concur uh, with Jack Michaels. Ryan McLeod played 2 minutes and 36 seconds more under Jay Woodcroft than he did under Dave Tippett. Uh, he is a swingman for Edmonton. He's just got to shoot the puck more. There's something there, and uh, I'm with Jack. If he has a big playoff, it means the Oilers have gone on a long run. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. As we wrap up Oilers now, we will tell you that tonight, uh, Reed Wilkins in the face-off show with uh, Jack and Cam and Rob Brown and myself will begin at 6. The puck drop is technically at 8.15 tonight. Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, exciting live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Saturday, post time, 3.45 uh, p.m. We will uh, also tell you tomorrow, Colin Chalk, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, will join us. Special thanks to Ken Holland, along with Alice Hemsky, John Shannon, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, uh, Brendan Escott. We'll be back at her tomorrow. Coming up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge in 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 10 afternoons with Jalen Nye from 3 to 6. Back at you. Mooner will be on in the first half hour of the uh, face-off show. I'll join you at 6.35. Until then, so long, everybody from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.